0: First of all, I think it's really important to be clear on the problem we're trying to solve. And if you've listened to this podcast at all, you'll know the problem isn't women. Women do not need fixing, so please don't share all your initiatives aimed at fixing them. In fact, gender inequality exists because essentially organizations are set up to enable one type of worker to succeed. And yes, this tends to be a white, middle class, heterosexual, able-bodied male. Importantly though, this male prototype is also known for making work the number one priority and engaging behaviors that are essentially dominant, assertive, aggressive, competitive, and even at times exclusionary to get ahead. And the more closely that people align to this ideal, the more likely they are to succeed, which is why workplaces work better for some men. We need workplaces to really look at the ideal worker behaviours that they reward, endorse and even support, that really contribute and create cultures of inequality. We need workplaces to take significant, meaningful action to change their cultures so that they work for
1: everyone. Welcome back to The Fix, where every week we interview thought leaders, world leaders, academics, business leaders, activists, and ordinary people who are taking action to build workplaces that work for everyone. Before we start, just a quick request. If you like our podcast, then please hit subscribe now and leave a review. You can also sign up to our monthly newsletter and get in touch at www.thefixpodcast.org. As many of you know, International Women's Day is observed on March 8th. The first official National Women's Day was held in New York City on February 28, 1909. The organizers, many of whom were members of the Socialist Party of America, wanted the day to be held on Sunday so that working women could participate. Thousands of people showed up to various events uniting the suffragist and socialist causes which often were at odds with each other. Until the mid-1970s, International Women's Day would be celebrated primarily in socialist countries. In 1975, the United Nations General Assembly began celebrating March 8th as International Women's Day. By 2014, it was celebrated in more than 100 countries and it has since then been made an official holiday in more than 25 countries. Over the years, however, the celebrations of International Women's Day, or IWD for short, has strayed far from the holiday's political roots. In Argentina, for example, the day is largely commercialized, with men buying flowers and gifts for the women in their lives. In China, despite the country's long history with IWD, recent holiday events have focused primarily on shopping, beauty events and fashion shows. In Western countries, there are even commercial IWD organisations who charge a fee for companies to use their annual theme that they come up with, along with their IWD merchandise.
2: For many people, IWD has kind of lost its way, or maybe more accurately, IWD as a concept is still hugely important, but... The danger comes where it's all too readily used by organizations as a day to provide lip service to gender equality and women's advancement at work but without backing that up with the work needed to make real change women don't need one day of celebration we need organizations to take action every day to remove the barriers to women's advancement and fulfillment at work without that action it's too easy for men women and all individuals to become fatigued disengaged and disillusioned with efforts to advance gender equality. The noise we hear belies the lack of action we see and difference we feel. To do our bit to prevent this disconnect, today we wanted to share a list of do's and don'ts to help people celebrate IWD in a meaningful way. Joining us on the show today is our guest host, Selina Suresh. Selina works with Michelle at the Culture Practice and she also worked for UN Women in New York and Nepal. Here, Selena shares why companies need to get real about their progress.
0: First of all, I think it's really important to be clear on the problem we're trying to solve. And if you've listened to this podcast at all, you'll know the problem isn't women. Women do not need fixing, so please don't share all your initiatives aimed at fixing them. In fact, gender inequality exists because essentially organisations are set up to enable one type of worker to succeed. And yes, this tends to be a white, middle-class, heterosexual, able-bodied male. Importantly, though, this male prototype is also known for making work the number one priority and engaging behaviours that are essentially dominant, assertive, aggressive, competitive, and even at times exclusionary to get ahead. And the more closely that people align to this ideal, the more likely they are to succeed, which is why workplaces work better for some men. We need workplaces to really look at the ideal worker behaviors that they reward, endorse, and even support, that really contribute and create cultures of inequality. We need workplaces to take significant, meaningful action to change their cultures so that they work for everyone. Tokenistic initiatives that companies like to engage in like quotas, targets, and blatant showcasing of women leaders do not create sustainable change. In fact, once an organization appoints one woman to a senior leadership role, the chance of them appointing a second into a high profile position reduces by about 50%. Now this is because workplaces have an implicit quota in place for hiring minorities. Apparently having one female leader in place is evidence that your organization is supportive of gender equality. So ironically, when organisations appoint a woman leader, they are less likely to appoint any more. And these efforts give women leaders a token status. And tokenism reduces women's legitimacy, as they're essentially being hired because of their minority status and not their capability. It also means that they're often tasked with being the company mascot for the marginalised and encouraged to take on a trophy status by speaking at events or leading external comms or internal diversity efforts. Showing off token women leaders is a way for companies to highlight their supposed progress, which isn't real. Women cannot solve inequality they don't create. So this IWD, let's get real about what the problem is that we're trying to solve and use events to discuss and share intentional actions you're taking to build company cultures that work for everyone. Now to help with this, we have a fantastic website, 100actions.com that has over 400 different acts of inclusion everyone can take every day to build a more equitable workplace. And even better, they're free, so go check them out.
2: Over the years, there have been various examples of brands receiving criticism for seemingly treating International Women's Day as a purely marketing campaign. From Women's Day discounts to inspirational films, from celebrating exceptional female talent to launching new initiatives or donating to charities, there are plenty of ways that brands have chosen to get involved in IWD. Some of those efforts and messages have been and will continue to be better received than others. For me, there are two critical guiding points here. One is authenticity, as between your message and your actions. You need to do what you say, not just say what you say. And the other is to ensure that your efforts to mark IWD don't actually dilute the significance of the day. Here, Michelle shares why it's important to remember what IWD is all about.
1: International Women's Day is an occasion to educate the public, to mobilise political will and resources to address gender inequality, and to celebrate and reinforce the achievements we have made. IWD is really a day of advocacy. It's a day to raise awareness of the problem we're trying to solve, which is gender inequality, and it's also a day to help people understand and celebrate the progress that has been made, and also to inspire action. So the day then really has three important goals, to advance awareness and understanding and action. If your initiatives fall into one of these three agendas, then great, you're sorted for IWD. But don't go ahead and launch a campaign celebrating women when you've actually made zero commitment to address inequality within your own organization. Instead of pinkwashing products, companies should share and celebrate the actions that they are taking to advance all women. Not tokenistic efforts, but long-term achievable, sustainable actions. At the same time, companies need to be transparent about the challenges that they are facing. Importantly, though, we need to highlight how these challenges are different for all women. There's a tendency when looking at career advancement to consider women's experiences with a unified view. The problem with this is it tends to reflect the experiences of white women because they make up the dominant group of women leaders and corporations today. In 2017, white women comprised 21.8% of senior executive positions, however Asian women made up just 1.8%, black women 1.3% and Latina women 1.2%. Even today, these numbers have barely budged. Adding different identities into the mix, like those associated with gender, race, ethnicity, age, religion, ability, sexual orientation, to name a few, often carries with it the burden of different forms of discrimination and marginalization. There isn't one experience of inequality. It shows up differently for everyone at work. And that's why when we celebrate efforts to tackle inequality, we have to talk about how these efforts address the specific and very different
2: challenges that all women face. You know, often around IWD, you might hear a few men say, what about men? Why don't we have a day specifically dedicated to men's advancement? Well, the simplest answer actually is that we do. International Men's Day is on the 19th of November and it has some great objectives, including to focus on men's health and well-being, to promote male role models and to promote gender equality. So my first answer tends to be, well, check out International Men's Day and feel free to get involved with those objectives. But perhaps the better or the more holistic answer is to reflect on why we need IWD in the first place why is it that men already dominate most leadership positions? Why is it that men don't face the same degree of discrimination and marginalisation at work as women? The real reason the what about men question is asked is that IWD initiatives all too often forget about men and the important role that they play in advancing gender equality at work, as well as benefiting themselves from that advancement. Here, Selena shares more on this.
0: It's true, gender inequality costs men too. Now, given the benefits associated with white male privilege, it's easy to assume that there are no downsides for men. And while most men and women might be able to name a couple of the barriers that women face at work, my guess is very few will be able to share how gendered workplaces create challenges for men. For example, to be accepted, men are expected to engage in typically masculine behaviours. Therefore, they experience backlash for displaying feminine behaviors, like expressing their feelings or raising concerns about inequality at work or work-life balance. They also face pressure to go along with behaviors that tend to exclude and marginalize others, even if they don't agree with them. In addition to be perceived as tough and strong, men are encouraged to display a lack of empathy with others and even themselves. And therefore you see that they tend to have trouble expressing their feelings or seeking out emotional support at work. Male leaders are expected to have all the answers, take more risks and avoid admitting mistakes. And this isolates them and they then lack the emotional and social support often needed to deal with more challenging situations. To be perceived as powerful, men are often encouraged to display aggression, dominance and even physical strength. Their urge to work long hours or engage in discriminatory office banter and even bullying. Men are often expected as well to be the primary breadwinner. Therefore, succeeding at work is intrinsically linked with their self esteem, value, and identity. And this often requires that they hold down a steady job, conform to this ideal worker image, advance at work, and make sure that they prevent home life from interfering in any way. All of these challenges exist because of gender inequality, which men play an important role in upholding. We need to engage men. The consulting firm BCG found that when men are actively involved in gender diversity efforts, 96% of organisations report progress, compared to only 30% that don't involve men. The case for change put forward to date has largely Been made with facts and figures all showing how gender diversity leads to better operational and financial performance. For example, the World Economic Forum showed that organizations with more women on the leadership team outperform those that don't. On average, these organizations will have a 48% higher operating margin, a 42% higher return on sales, and a 45% higher earnings per share. Now, the benefits for equality are clear for organisations, but not necessarily for men. We need to help men understand how tackling gender inequality benefits them and why
2: and how they need to take action. Becoming aware of gender inequality and understanding how this creates challenges for all employees is the starting point for taking meaningful action. So this IWD, I want to encourage you all to celebrate and challenge the people you work with to take action every day to build a workplace that works for everyone. Don't get sucked into those performative events or platitudes or even that pink merchandise, even though it's very enticing, because they're not substitutes for progress. Recognize that International Women's Day was created by advocates and for advocates dedicated to advancing women all women in all areas of life it's a day about meaningful action and the best way to celebrate it is by challenging yourself to do more
1: i really hope you all enjoyed today's episode a quick note before you go if you love our podcast and you want more then hit subscribe now and leave a review your support means so much to us Also, if you're interested in partnering with us or being a guest on the show, then you can reach out through our website, thefixpodcast.org. You can also sign up to our monthly newsletter and contribute your story there. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you all again next week.